What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Chris from Canoe, and I'd like to thank you for joining us today on our very first episode of the Canoe Creative Spotlight, the web series where we'll be speaking to some of the world's most amazing creators from all over the place, some of which may be near you. And today, we set the bar pretty high talking to my man, Gio the Regan, a songwriter, producer, engineer known for the Instagram short series, The Engineer Etiquette, and one-third of the New York-based 420 rap group, The Joint Chiefs. Their new record, Chief Cake, is available right now on all streaming platforms. Be sure to check it out. My man, Gio the Rican. Thank you for talking to us today. Thank you. Thank you, Chris, for having me, man. This is this is a dope platform that you got going on. <clears throat> Very proud of you for creating this, especially, you know what I'm saying, like meeting you. I remember, you know what I'm saying, I was at the studio, you were interning, we were interning together. So it's definitely dope, you know what I'm saying, to see what, you know what I'm saying, where you're at now with it. Absolutely, brother. Thank you so much for coming in today and talking to me. The people came, though, for you, not for me. They want to know about Gio the Rican. So today, the spotlight is on you. Tell them about yourself. Yeah, man, I'm Gio the Rican. Uh, my producer tag is WEPA. I like to give it an acronym of writer, engineer, producer, artist. I do a lot <clears throat> with music. It's, it's, it's something that my life revolves around. And I'm very proud to say that I'm in this industry, that I work in this industry, that I've worked with the people that I've worked with. Um, I started producing at 13 years old, 12, I'm 32 now. Um, and I started taking things like real serious when I went to school for engineering. So like, I am a producer by heart, but I'm an engineer by trade. This is my 10th year of engineering. And um, it's been a hell of a journey so far. I can't wait, you know what I'm saying, for the next 10 years. Um, I work with a lot of dope people that I'm proud to say. I work with like Ja Rule and like Uncle Murda. Um, my song last project, you know what I'm saying, that he dropped, you know what I'm saying, especially what he's doing um, as an activist for the community and stuff like that. A lot of a lot of dope features that he, you know what I'm saying, that we worked on um, that's not even out yet that I'm, I'm just excited. And just proud to say that, that I've worked with those, you know what I'm saying, with those people. And it's been a crazy journey lately within the past three years. <clears throat> I've, I've ventured into the artist side um, at my heaviest with the Joint Chiefs. We're a 420 rap group from the Bronx. Um, all we rap about is, is, is cannabis use and cannabis activism. You know what I'm saying? We give you, you know what I'm saying, hardcore hip hop and stuff like that. We're giving you rhymes, we're giving you schemes. It's not really too gimmicky, but it is kind of a way for us to kind of just talk about activism and just trying to break the stigma and kind of just break the taboo behind it. And that's what I've been doing for my whole career for the past, I think, 19 years now of just trying to become engulfed within the music scene and just surround myself with creatives, you know what I'm saying? So coming from the Bronx and, and having that whole hunger, that passion and that you gotta go out and get it mentality was very there just from, from the making beats and just always telling people you make beats and engineering and telling people, you know, yo, I, I book your session, I mix your shit. And it's dope, man. It's been a, it's been a real dope journey so far. Absolutely. Yeah, man, you wear a lot of hats, bro. You do a lot of different things and you're good at all of them. So it's really dope that you're able to find a way to include advocacy for something that you really care about into your music. Uh, you know, for right now, COVID obviously has taken a huge hit in the whole creative community and it's affected people in different ways. How's it affected you and your workflow? I'm going to say honestly, man, if I'm speaking candidly, it was, it was actually the time that I needed to just stop because... I run a home studio in the Bronx. I freelance at another studio in the Lower East Side of Manhattan. So uh, Monday through Friday, I'm at that Lower East Side uh, spot from 7 p.m. till whenever. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? So whenever time at night. And then if I got a daytime session, I was at the, you know what I'm saying? I was at Blue Note Stoop X. So 
that halt and that like stop, that forced stop, I think is what I needed to just appreciate my family more, love my wife more, um, appreciate just the time off, appreciate that you know, I don't always gotta go out and get it, you know what I'm saying? Um, but of course that lasted like a month. And then after that month, everybody, I think they'd be lying to you if, if they didn't feel worthless, useless, like, yo, what am I doing? Even if he was collecting unemployment, even if he was working from home, you just like, yo, this, this can't be life. I can't just, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, it made me just think of different upgrades that me and, uh, me and my partner, Sonny Bruno, could do to the studio, <clears throat> which we just finished doing. We just finished, you know, really taking that, we really cracking the back at this whole home studio thing. Um, from just like the multiple television monitors, multiple studio monitors, uh, a booth in the closet, but a booth in the closet that has a window. I don't think every closet booth has a window, you know what I'm saying? And just the, the, the meticulousness feels good when the outcome is so like pristine when you have, when you, when you take the time to look into the gear. So COVID, we just like, we just took the time to look into these programs, look into the plugins. When's the best time to buy? Um, when's the best time to attack? What well, we got, you know what I'm saying? Cause Sonny Bruno is like the best partner I've had in terms of just financially, always being responsible about it uh, and just execution wise. And which I kind of just, I guess I said that's a tie into what you're doing, like creators near you of like finding the people near you that's gonna help push you further. You know what I'm saying? I think uh, uh, there's people who know how to execute ideas and there's people who know how to come up with ideas identify which one you are and then get that second person right and i love that man i love that because that is all what canoe is about you know the idea of you being able to find people around you that is like the missing piece of the puzzle the person that you need to excel your projects to the next level you know how important is collaboration to you just in the sense of your creative life the circles you run in you know people see it differently you know there's one mindset where it's like i'm gonna do it all myself uh, and then there's also the mindset, it's like, let me develop a team. Let me build something together as a unit. You know, which one do you kind of lend yourself to? Peanut butter needs jelly, brother. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> peanut butter needs jelly, unless you just want to be a bland ass sandwich. And I think, um, I think a lot of people get caught up in this, in this term self-made. And I get where they're coming from. I just don't believe in it. You know what I'm saying? I don't believe, you know what I'm saying? Because if you had to... Somebody had to give you the money. Somebody had to give you whatever you had to flip. Somebody, you know what I'm saying? Even if you convinced them, it wasn't just, it, it takes a team. I get everybody wants to do it themselves. You know what I'm saying? But I think what I said before, <clears throat> either I, uh, identify either you are somebody who could execute ideas or you're somebody who could come up with ideas. If you could come up with ideas really good, write them down. Right? And then write down the steps of how to execute it. If that part is cracking your brain, right? If that part is cracking, you're like, damn, I kinda, and sometimes that just be a mental block. Cause like I said, like, I got a guy by the name of Jake, a good brother of mine, that he knocks that out of me. Like, you know what I'm saying? I gave him an idea um, the other day, you know what I'm saying? Like, and hopefully by the time this, you know what I'm saying, you air this, I'm already in motion, but you know what I'm saying? Engineer, uh, engineer etiquette, I wanna make a book. You know what I'm saying? And and I have a format for it. And you know what? I'm going to say it so I, I, I put myself to task so that it's documented right now that I'm going to come out with a book called Engineer Etiquette, uh, Engineer Etiquette, 101 Things to Know 
before, during, and after a session. And he helped me just like, I was like, yo, Jake, have you ever written a book? Because I'm confused. Like, I know I got to write them all down, but like, I, I, I like, he was able to say, yo, do this, do that. Did you do this yet? Okay, do this, bong and bong. And I was like, wow, bro, like, you made that, this is why I called you. You know what I'm saying? And the second part to that, which is what I told him, is, is knowing to ask the right questions. You feel me? Of like, um, I always use the example of Superman. You know what I'm saying? Superman and the Fortress of Solitude. You feel me? His father only had, his father had a bunch of answers programmed into that shit. Only if, only if Clark Kent asked the right questions. You feel me? Because of course, you know, he wanted to ask him, yo, what was this? Why was this? Why was this? And he was like, yo, it does not compute. That answer is not programmed into me. So I think when you learn how to ask the right questions for your own ideas, you either figure out, okay, I got it all figured out, or like, damn, I'm fucked. I'm, I'm, I'm stuck right here. If you are somebody who can execute ideas, right? Like if you're always the, if you're always the planner of your group, if if, if if you're the one throwing parties, if you're the one throwing events in your group, if you're the one that that puts money together the best, you just have to identify shit because it's really just that, and then see who whose whose ideas would you like to execute, and who and on the flip side, who could best execute your ideas. Yeah, man, and it's important to destigmatize, you know, these home studio setups. Like what you and Sonny were able to create with Blue Note Studio, it's it's really dope. I think it's such a vibe there. You could tell just from the energy and the videos and the people coming in and out. And for some reason, I feel there's still a level of, uh, you know, misunderstanding of just what is possible out of these smaller studios. Like, what would you say to the people that are, you know, questioning whether or not they want to give your studio a chance and and uh you know what would you well, tell you them can't, you can't tell me shit you know what i'm saying respectfully you know what i'm saying you can't tell me shit because i work i freelance at these other studios and everything aside from expensive vintage outboard gear i have the same interface i have the apollo twin i have the same pro tools i got the same wave tune i got the same auto tune i got the same wage plugins i got this i got what you got bro you probably got me beat on a, on on probably how loud you know your speakers could go. You probably have these these far field monitors that I can't have, but I don't need. You feel me? Like my home studio is is comparable to any B or C room in any studio in Manhattan, any studio in the world, because you can record, we can mix, we can edit. We got FL twenty in there, which I'm so glad to to jump back into the producer game with that. We're about to we're about to like just have a separate. Like I'll have a separate computer running. I'll have I'll have a separate PC running some other shit. You know what I'm saying? Just so that people can feel comfortable. Yes, it's in the hood, it's in the Bronx, whatever. But but those be the best spots, yo. The hole in the wall. Every every best Mexican restaurant, every best Spanish food spot, every best Jamaican spot is like in in the thick of the culture. You know what I'm saying? You can say the thick of the hood or whatever, but that's that's the culture. That's the that's the environment. That's that's what's near you, my nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that that is what it is, and I think that's that was important for me. That that was very important for me, um, especially because at the time, you know, what I'm saying phase one closed down. I was in between spots. I really wasn't working at these professional studios. I met Sonny, tutored him on how to engineer for like eight months, once a week for eight months, and then he was like, "Yo, bro, let's just start something in my crib." You know what I'm saying? Make some extra money. And then I coined the term um, 
where uh, where home recording meets professional engineering. You know what I'm saying? Because that's that's what I wanted to say. And even when I started freelancing downtown, I said, yo, you could book me here, you could book me downtown. The one thing that doesn't change is me, the person who's executing, you know what I'm saying, shit. You could save your money and work here, you could go downtown and do it for like an album release party, you could do it for like, you know what I'm saying, something else. But, you know what I'm saying? So like, I think, I think that's what I want to stress in this video too, because I know a lot of people watching this video, a lot of people using these apps are going to be in their bedroom, they're going to be in their rooms, they're going to be in their living rooms. And it's like, take whatever room in your house and just try to not make it look like a bedroom. Like, if you look at our page, Bruno Stubie X, I told Sonny, cause he was a DJ, him and his brother. So we have hundreds of records. And I just checkerboard the whole wall of like uh, a vinyl, uh, acoustic foam, you know what I'm saying? And just like a checker pattern of that. Every white spot we covered with wallpaper, we cut, I want it purposely. So that when you walk into that room, you forget it's a vibe and that, you know, that moment, Chris, when everybody walks into that room and they just stand, they look at all these vintage albums and there's vinyls in every cover. And they just stand, they look at Diana Ross, they look at Michael Jackson, they look at uh, uh, a throwback Fat Joe cover, they look at a throwback fucking Puff Daddy and the Family, they look at uh, uh, a Red Man, they looking at Reasonable Doubt, they looking at all these albums. If you don't catch a vibe, that you just, I don't know, I don't know what you're about. Yeah, definitely, bro, definitely, absolutely. It always looks like a great vibe there. I just checked out that video of the saxophone player and the trumpet yeah, player. Yeah, bro, that was, that, awesome. was, that was dope. The saxophone, trumpet, uh, bass, it was dope. Man, you gotta come by, man, you know, next Sunday or something, man, you know what I'm saying, pull up. Absolutely, bro. And that's, that's what we're trying to help change the perception of, you know, we have been able and blessed in the generation that we are in to be able to have home studio setups that are more efficient, stronger, and cheaper than they have ever been before, you know? And now we can take control of our own creative destiny yep. and be able to change the type of work, the clientele, and the work we output. You know, I think that there is a little bit of a disconnect between what people see in the mainstream media and what people see, you know, on different levels of professionalism and radio production and stuff of that nature. Do you agree? Do you think there is a disconnect or what do you think it is? Um, I don't think there's a disconnect. I think, I think there's a combination of, I actually think there's a confusion. People who are talented and who have that, that, that grit, that have that where there's a will, there's a way mentality are going to do the research to buy the best mic that they could use in a subway setting that's going to have noise canceling or whatever, or like near field, you know what I'm saying, shit. And then whatever. But then the people who just see the end result, like Jay-Z said, like people like to emulate the, uh, the end result. They don't like to emulate the process. People see the videos of like Jay-Z and Kanye recording they shit in Paris in the hotel room, they don't know what kind of mic they're using. They don't know what kind of shield they're using. They don't know what kind of, they don't know if they had to cover the, the windows with blankets. They don't, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I think it's good that that where there's a will, there's a way mentality is amazing. Because I, I am a firm believer is that you could do more with less. Because once you have more, you're gonna figure out so much more to do. Like, wow, I could have done, I had to fucking break, like, I remember when I used to sample, I used to have to use Cool Edit Pro, sample on Cool Edit Pro, and then bring it to like some other software to like speed it up or slow it down, and then to bring it up into Fruity Loops, you know what I'm saying? And like, 
all that shit, and then you, you put me into a program now, all I gotta do is press a button. I'm like, I bet. I'm even better now. I'm faster now. You know what I'm saying? But I think the, the ugly side of that coin is, is just the whole, the perception is reality that people see you, you know, they, they might see how you did it and maybe subconsciously you have no control over, over you making it look easy. You know what I'm saying? But they think, oh, bro, this guy could do it. I could do it. That's a good thing. That's a good mentality. That, that's what pushed me through a lot. It's what do you do after that? It's like, oh, if, that, if, this, if this motherfucker could do it, I could do it. It's what are you going to do? And do you have a realistic approach of what you're talking about? Absolutely, brother. Absolutely. You know, thank you so much for coming in here and sharing your perspective and your view on a lot of these issues. Uh, these are the type of things that our people want to see. You know, they want to know who you are. They want to know the type of work, the type of people that are around them right now that they can connect with to do some amazing work together. You know, and, uh, you know, your time is so precious. And I really appreciate you coming here today. Gio the Rican, my brother. Thank you, man. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your platform, brother. Thank you, man. Well, that's going to be a wrap for the very first episode of the Creative Spotlight. Be sure to download the Canoe Networking app if you haven't already by going to www.creativesnearyou.com. And be sure to follow Geo the Rican on there by doing a username search. All the links are available in the description below, including all the people we spoke to today. Sonny Bruno, Blue Note Studio, The Joint Chiefs. Special shout out, by the way, to Lo-Fi for being the artist of the season and providing all the music that you will be hearing. So if you like the stuff you heard today, be sure to go check them out. Make sure to leave a like and comment down below and subscribe to the channel for all the content that we have planned coming your way. My name is Chris from Canoe and be sure to always connect, collab, create.